0: Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. We're starting a new series. I'm excited about it. It's called Miracle in the Making. How many of you you carry an umbrella with you? Like, it's just it's in your car, it's there. Uh, Mainly, probably the ladies. Some guys, are, you're really prepared. something that, don't, I don't see not the point is. I don't have hair either, so I'm not worried about it. You know? Well, you may, yeah. Everybody can show hands real quick. I want to see you keep looking. Okay. Yeah. Everybody got prepared. Why? Because we live in where? Florida. It could rain at any moment. Right? I don't care what the weatherman says. The weatherman isn't always right. Right? I got this app on my phone, and then you can kind of check the weather, and it's not always right. It said it was going to start raining at like 10 a.m. yesterday, and it kind of drizzled here and there, but it didn't really do what they said it was going to do, right? Cause 'Cause that they're predicting the weather. They don't really know exactly what's going to happen. But it's Florida and it can rain and it's it could be it can be sunny outside one minute and then boom, just like that, it could be cloudy and stormy and everything, it's Florida. So we what we expect there to be rain sometime. You carry around an umbrella in your car or if you got one of the little mini jobs that go on your first ladies, you know. Because uh, you, you, you expect there, there could be, right, there's an anticipation that is there. It reminds me of a story that I recently heard. There's this little farming community. Much like ours, we have strawberry sure, fields everywhere. Back in the day, there was orange groves everywhere, too. Unfortunately, we don't see that anymore. But this little farming community had entered into a drought. It hadn't rained in some time, a long time, in it, and it was becoming a problem for their crops. So the ministers in the town said, we got, we got to get together. We got to pray. We got to come. We got to pray. So they said, let's get a meeting. Let's gather the whole town, everybody. So they called the whole town to a prayer meeting. We're going to meet in, in the middle of the town, in the, in the town square. We're going to come together. We got to, we're going to gather. We're going to crowd together. Because, man, we are in a desperate situation. We need it to rain. And they said, Come, bring your family. Bring any religious idols you might have. Bring your Bible. Bring your cross. Bring your rosary beads. Whatever you have, bring them. Man, we got to do something. God's got to move. We are in a desperate plunge. And so, sure enough, they all gathered together. And they meet in the courtyard and, and, and they're gathered. And, and, and they brought their idols. They brought their family. They brought their Bibles, their crosses, all these things. And they begin to pray. And they begin to cry out to God. And they pray. And, and they believe. And they have faith. And, and they did all these things. And they, they cried out to God. God, would you let it rain? God, God, we're in the desert. We, we need it to rain. We need you to move. And they cried out to God. And they we'll prayed pray for some time. And at the end, they look around. There's no gray clouds. There's no thunder. There's no rain. So they go home. The next day, Young little boy comes to the town square and begins to pray. Just him by himself. Nobody else around. Nobody knows. It's just him by himself. He comes to this town square, the same place that all these people just gathered to pray. And he begins to cry to God. God, we need you to move. God, would you make it rain? God, would you show us your power? And he cried This is young. One day before, all the ministers gathered together and... And all the town comes together and they pray and they pray the same prayer. And they bring all their idols, their religious symbols, their Bibles, their crosses, their rosary beads and all this stuff and, and they're praying the same thing. This boy is now praying. And the boy is just, he's intense, he's desperate, he cries, my God, would you bring some rain? We need it to rain and as he... Became, as, as he prayed even more, man, that the clouds started to gather and they started to turn gray. Something was happening. The thunder began to roll, and I don't mean Garth Brooks, okay? And, and, and it began to gather, and all of a sudden, it begins to shower. The rain starts, it begins to pour down. Right in there. The ministers, the whole town, they gathered together, they brought all their items together, and this young man. Does the same thing. But you know what this young man brought? He didn't bring a Bible. He didn't bring rosary beads. He didn't bring a cross. He brought an umbrella. And as those clouds started to gather, he pulled that out. As the thunder began to roll, he popped that umbrella out. Why? Because he expected it to rain. Come on, you see where I'm going with this church? He expected something to happen. He expected something to move, so he brought his umbrella. Man, I, I, do you have your umbrella today? Come on, do you have your umbrella? Not because it's going to rain on the outside, come on, somebody, because it's about to rain here. I don't know if you came expecting God to do anything in this place today. I don't know if you come expecting anything every week, but I do. I come expecting a move of God. We have got to get to that place, church, where this is not just a religious ritual. We come and we check out with the church today. No, you came in. I know God's going to move today. I know God's going to move in my life. God is going to speak I know somebody is going to get touched by the power and the presence of God. Y'all ain't saying nothing this morning, but I came with my umbrella. I don't know what you came with today, but I came expecting breakthrough. I came expecting life change. I came expecting a move of God. Do you have your umbrella today? Come on. Do you have your umbrella? Are you ready to see God move in this place, in your life not just today. You need to carry your umbrella every day. When you wake up tomorrow morning, you should be able to expect God to move in your life. It's not a Sunday thing. It's not a church thing. It's an everyday thing. We can live and encounter the presence of God and encounter moves of God in our life. What did the Bible say? It said that signs, wonders, and miracles would follow those who believe. Come on, do you believe today? Anybody got your umbrella today? Come on, I'm expecting it. To reign in this place I came to encourage someone I came to tell somebody You are a miracle in the making You may not see it yet You may not experience it yet You may not know how it's going to move You may not know how it's going to play out Or how God is going to come But you are a miracle in the making Today is a good day for a miracle Today is a good day For God to move Can you see it yet Come on turn to Mark chapter 10 as we start this series called Miracle in the Making, I wonder if you can see the miracle in the moment. I wonder if you can see the miracle in the moment. In the moment when all hope seems lost. In the moment when you are desperate, just like those talents people were desperate. Can you see the miracle? In the moment, when, whenever, see, see the, the way you worship God, the faith that you have on the mountaintop is very different than what you have in the valley low. But we, we we worship God differently on the mountaintop. We can shout, we can praise God, it's a little different, but in the valley, in the low points of our life, and in those times when things aren't going our way, in those times when we're desperate and we're crying out to God, we become, we, we intimately get to know God in that valley time. But if we're, not, if we're so focused and, 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 and so caught up in um, struggling, so, we're so caught up in, man, I need, I need to move, I, I'm desperate, that, that we missed God altogether, that, that can happen in the moment. But those are the times in those long moments when we can't see it yet, when we don't see the miracle in the moment. Those are times when we need to dig our heels in a little bit more. Those are the times when we need to exercise our faith even more. Those are the moments when we really need to pray and seek the face of God, not just the hand of God. Can you see the miracle in the wall? Maybe you came in today and you're in a desperate moment in your life. Maybe you've been crying out to God for Him to move. Maybe there's something that you need in your life. Maybe you need a miracle today. I believe God will give it to you. I believe God will give you that blessing. I believe God will make the way because that's who he is. But we've got to learn to start seeking the way maker more than the way. We've got to start seeking the blessing more than just the blessing. You hear know what I'm saying this morning, church. And it's often those times in that valley low, those moments of life that we're desperate to crying out to Him. Those are the times when we dig in. Those are the times when we cry. those are the times when we get on our face and cry out to God all the more. But oftentimes we shrink away from God. We get frustrated. We don't see God in the moment because we're not focused on Him. Mark chapter 10 we're starting verse 46 the very familiar passage for many a story about a blind man a blind beggar named Barnabas I think maybe he became a preacher or something because he got all the bees there blind beggar Barnabas I don't know just a guess but as you're turning to just some context for what's going on to set up the story Jesus is on the way to Jerusalem He's about to go into what we know as his triumphal entry. We're about to celebrate here in a couple weeks. Palm Sunday, right? Jesus rides in on the donkey and they lay the palm trees down. They're streaming Hosanna, Hosanna, and the highest, and, and what we know this as the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday. It's, it's the time of Passover. So as we see, and we're about to read here in just a few moments, this blind beggar, Bartimaeus, he's on this road. It's about to become more crowded with people than normal because people are going to be traveling under this road because of Passover. All the people are gathering together. This road is leading to Jerusalem, and they're about to partake in the Passover feast. So, on this road near Jer- uh, Jericho, we meet this man named Bartimaeus. So, let's read together, if you will, if you have a Bible or, or a device. Let's look at Mark 10, verse 46. So they called to the blind man Cheer up on your feet He's calling you I went with his cloak aside He jumped to his feet And he came to Jesus What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see you Go, said Jesus Your faith has healed you Immediately he recovered his sight And followed Jesus Along the road Father, we love you and help us to see this morning. I mean, we may not see the miracle in the moment today, but God, shift our perspective. Shift our, 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 our perspective on, on how we see where we're at in the moment of struggle, in the moment of desperation. There's some things sometimes that we, we want you to remove from our, our life, but those, those things might, might be in our life for a reason. Help us to see the purpose in the pain. Help us, God, to, to see the miracle in the moment for how you see it, God. Help us to trust in you more today. God, I pray that, that, that now we uh, uh, come to a more intimate place with you in our life today. Whether that's through struggle, whether that's through desperation. However, it looks like, Father. And Lord, if there's some here today that they're in need of a miracle, Father, I believe you are in the miracle worker business. God, I've seen you move. God, I've seen you make a way, not just in my life, but others' life, Father. And I know, God, who you are today. Help us to see. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, so here we are. Why on a He's begging on this road leading into Jerusalem. In this day and time, he didn't have many options for a way of life, making a living. So we find him begging here on this roadside. We don't know much about his life, about him personally, why he's even blind. But we know he's this blind beggar named Bartimaeus. which is interesting if you read through the healings throughout the New Testament. They don't normally give you the name of the person that's been healed. It's implied, and and, and it's a good
1: uh, guess that we could
0: say he became part of the early church once Jesus dies and and, and rises again. We know he follows Jesus uh, on the way. But it's a good chance he became part of the church, and that's why he's named here in this moment. But this is an opportune time for him. There's going to be more people on this road traveling, but this is... Prime time, right? This is prime real estate that he has here to be begging on the side of this road. If you know anything about someone who is blind or deaf or, or anything like that, all their other senses are heightened. I was just talking with Ted recently. We were stemming berries uh, the other day. And he like, you're missing it. If you're not having stem berries, this is, we have fun together, right? We, we had fun together. We learned a lot about each other, even just sitting there standing there. But I, I, learned, I, learned, I think I've heard this story before, but, but it was cool to just hear all of it again. But, but, but when Ted was a kid, he was blind. He was blind for about six months. There was, was some uh, spinal fluid in his spine that was causing him the issue. And he was telling me about that experience and how, how he could walk through the house. And, and, and he knew where everything was. See your senses are heightened. And so here's blind Martinus, he's begging on the side of the road, he can't see what's going on, but he can sense something is different about this particular day. He's he's hearing a chatter, there's a buzz, there's an excitement going on. And in Luke's account of this story, we just read Mark, Luke has an account of it as well. My barmanus asks, "What's going on? There's something different. There's something in the atmosphere. There's something. I feel a buzz going on right now. Not not a buzz, like what many of us have learned to know about. Like he senses something different and going on right now. So he asks, "What's going on?" And someone says, "It's Jesus from Nazareth." And he cries out, "What Jesus son of David? Have mercy on me!" Barbara somehow has heard about Jesus. For him to, to, to call out to him in this manner. He doesn't say, hey Jesus. Hey Jesus, I'm down No, he says something very significant. Very, very specific. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowd tells him to be quiet. Some of you, you have people to tell you to be quiet because of your faith. Whether it's they don't want to hear it. Some people just don't want to hear the truth, but because it would require change in their life. But for many of you, you've been praying for a long time for a miracle in your life. Some of you have been praying for breakthroughs breakthrough for a long time. And people are saying, why are you still praying? You remember Job? You remember what his wife said? Why don't you just give up? Curse God and die. And you've got some people that maybe... Have done that to you, or are doing that to you? And you're like, why, "Why are you going to church? Why are you why are you believing in this Jesus? You haven't seen anything happen. Why don't you just be quiet and quit?" I would just say and encourage you today: Don't give do up. You're a miracle in the making. There, there is a miracle. You just haven't seen it yet. You haven't experienced it just yet. They don't understand what's going on. And when we don't understand things, we have questions about it. We have doubts about it. But in your pursuit of Jesus, whether it's in your everyday walk with him, whether it's you just wanting more of God. I mean, how many want more of God? I just, yeah, maybe you don't need a miracle today. Maybe you don't need God to do but you just want a fresh touch. Come on, may we never be satisfied with yesterday's touch. May, may, we, may we continue to want. May we never get content. May we long for more and pursue more. May we continue our hunger and pursuit of Him, but, but whether it's in that everyday walk of Him or that pursuit of more of Jesus. Maybe it's even in your desperate hour and in need of God to move. Maybe you don't see it in the moment. So the first thing I want you to understand is this. Don't let your desire outweigh your discourages. You're going to have people that tell you to be quiet because you're, you're crying out to Jesus and proclaiming his truth. There's going to be people telling you, uh, be quiet, because sadly, they just don't know the truth. Right? There's going to be something, and people are to tell you, be quiet. Why don't you just do the saying? Look, what that praying? Don't let your disappointment get in the way of, of what God wants. Don't let your disappointment get in the way of your desire and your pursuit of, of Jesus. You just haven't seen the miracle in the moment. And what we don't realize it is that the miracle is there. It just hasn't manifested on the outside yet. But maybe there's something going on on the inside. Maybe there's a stirring that's happening. Maybe there's a stretching that's happening. Maybe there's a drawing closer to God. Maybe there's more of a dependence that's happening on God. In that moment, maybe it's faith building. Maybe it's, it's the test and, and the testimony that's taking shape. And all, right? To, don't let the discouragement outweigh the desire. Right? Let your desire outweigh the discouragement, and, and Bart, um, Bartimaeus he shuts out, all the more, right? And tell him, be quiet. Hey, shut up! You're embarrassing us. Come on, parents. You have kids in the restaurant and in the store. You're like, you better not embarrass me. Shut up. Be quiet. Okay. And they're telling Bartimaeus, be quiet. Stop all that ruckus. Stop all that shouting, and the Bible tells us that he shouts all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Let your desire outweigh your discouragement. He didn't stay quiet because he knew who he was talking to. Right? He referenced him as son of David. Right? That was a messianic title. He knew who he was. He knew he was talking to Jesus, the Messiah. It wasn't just talking to any other job on the street. Like he knew who he was talking to. Somehow he has heard about Jesus. Somehow he's heard of the stories of how Jesus would heal the lame and the blind and, 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 and the, the, uh, all these different people, raise people from the dead. And he's heard all the stories. He knew who he was talking to. He knew who he was talking about. So I wonder if today you see Jesus Jesus. Come on. Do, do you see Jesus today? I wonder if you see him. I wonder if you can see the miracle in the moment. Because even when you're at your lowest, even when nothing is going your way, there is a miracle in the making. The problem is that oftentimes our faith is based on what God does. Our faith isn't based on what God does. Our faith is based on who he is. It's based on his character it's based on, because here's the deal if God ever does a single thing for you ever again, he is still good he is still God, he is still on the throne he is still God almighty come on, you might as well shout this morning. he is still, that is who he is and that does not change so therefore you can have faith in that there's some people in your life that you can't have faith in because they've disappointed you they've turned their back on you they've stabbed you in the back, come on so you can't have faith in that Trust in, in this world. We put our faith in a lot of things in this world and it lets us down time and time. There are people that you have put your trust and faith in and it lets you down, but God never will. And for that reason, you can put your faith in who He is. Our faith should be based on His character. Faith should be based on His character. His character was proven on the cross. <coughs> his character was proven. That, to, that, that stone was rolled away from that tomb and it wasn't, no one in there anymore. It was empty. His, his, his character been proven. Time time again, his character was proven in your life. Many of you are a walking, talking testimony. Many of you know you probably shouldn't be here right now of you know you probably should be breathing right now, but God—his character is so you can trust in who He is, and our faith should be based on what He does and who He is. Black well, Barnabas knew who He was. In fact, when Jesus came to Earth, His highest purpose, purpose was not to heal bodies and to save souls. Did he heal bodies? Yes. Does he still heal bodies? Yes. I believe it's God's will that we be healed. Does it look like the way we want to sometimes? No, it doesn't. But he's still God. He's still good. He is sovereign. Whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, it might be on this side of eternity. Here on earth, it might be on the other side of eternity. But we have to only trust in who he is. And our faith be based on that but his highest purpose wasn't to heal bodies, it was to save souls. In Mark chapter 2, there's this story. I love this story. Right? Jesus is, is in, this, in this home, and he's teaching, and, and word is just getting out about Jesus. Jesus. Right? And everybody's gathered, and they, and they come, and there's no room for anybody. This is like way pre-COVID. Like, everybody's elbow to elbow, like there's no social distancing going on in this room right now. And there's so many people in there that they've gathered outside. They're looking in the windows to see Jesus, to see what's going on. No room. And there's these four guys that have their buddy who can't walk. And they're like, we've got to get him in to see Jesus, man. Because they knew if we could get him to Jesus, he would heal him. So you remember what they did? They took him out to the roof. They must have been some Turkey Creek boys. <laughs> uh, they said, let's get him out to the roof. Let's make a hole in Let's get a pulley system with a rope. Let's get we got to get our friend. Now, that, that's some good friends that you need to have. you got some friends that will do what they can to get you to Jesus? Hmm. That'll preach right there. These are some good friends. Some good old Turkey Greek boys. Open up a hole in the roof. And got this man down so they can see Jesus. But you know what happens? He gets to Jesus, and, and Jesus sees their faith. He sees the, the extremes that these men went, and he was, he was amazed at them. But before he heals this man, he says, your sins are forgiven. Go on, go read it. Mark chapter 2. He says, your sins are forgiven. And then the Bible says that he can sense in the Pharisees, because the Pharisees were there watching too. So they, he could sense that the Pharisees were questioning, how can he forgive sin? Who is he that he forgives sins? So Jesus calls him out, sensing what's going on in the spiritual realm. He says, why do you question He has this altercation with them, and then he heals them. Before he heals them physically, he forgives them. sins. His highest purpose was that we be healed, but we made whole. Save our souls. In the midst of your situations and circumstances and things you may have been through, can you see Jesus? next time of praying and seeking God, you might need to look back through some moments in your life. Some hardships, some failures, some letdowns, some disappointments. You might need to think back there, and, and you might just to say, God, where were you in this moment? I believe the Holy Spirit will reveal that to you. But you'll see that God has been with you every step of the way in your life. And even in the bad times when we questioned, we didn't see God, He was still there. Just because He was silent doesn't mean he was there. Miracle in the moment might just be that you come to know and rely on Jesus more. So Bart, he gets Jesus' attention and Jesus saying, Call him. Bring him here. Call on to me. And so I want you to, to picture this for a moment. Bloody see, probably would have been laying there with a cloak laid out. So I want to. Put this in a modern context. You ever been downtown or somewhere and there's a guy hanging out on the corner with a guitar, right? And he's got his guitar case open and he's just playing a little bit. But I want you to picture Blood artemis And he's sitting there, and he's got all the Stevie Wonder kind of vibe or Ray Charles vibe going on. And I'm not trying to pick fun of anybody, no. don't get it twisted. And he's just playing down the side of the. Road. People would drop on change in the guitar case Or the cloak in that instance I'm not changing the word of God not, Again, don't get it twisted we'll start, Don't we'll see it for what it's not But he would have his cloak out He's just playing the guitar When that woman's back and asking They're dropping coins down And if you remember in the scripture Jesus calls him Come on, come on over here and in that moment, do you remember what he did? It says that he throws his cloak aside. He, he, he threw his cloak aside with money and everything inside of it. This was his livelihood. Remember, this was a, 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 an important time because there was a lot of people on the road. This was, this was a chance moment for him to get more than we normally would. And he throws it aside. His livelihood. All that he had earned, all that he had gained, everything that he had gathered. He throws it aside so that he could go get it. Jesus. He knew who Jesus was. He knew that Jesus was the answer, and that he could change everything. So he threw aside his life to get to him. My second point for you today is this: what you hold on to will hinder you. He could have said, "Well, what about my stuff? I don't want anybody to take it." He said, "If I move from my spot, somebody else might slip in." I think for a moment he forgot he was going. I think for a moment he forgot his situation. I think for, for a moment he said, I don't care. I got to get to it. Jesus. I wish somebody would get to that desperation in your life. Whether you need a miracle or not, you just got to come in. I got to get to Jesus. Wherever he is, whatever he says, whatever he does, however I need to get there, if I got to push somebody out of the way to get down to the altar today, I've got to get to Jesus. I don't know if that's where you are in your life or not. Can I encourage you today? Get to that place. You're crying out for Jesus. Whether you're in the desperation, whether you're in the valley, or you're on the mountaintop. Cry out, for Jesus. That's what's up. Because of who He is, not just because of what He does, because He is. He deserves all the glory. Do what's called. He quit focusing on begging. And everything that was going on in his life turned his attention to Jesus. Is there anything right now in your life that is holding you back from seeing Jesus? Is, it, is there some sin in your life? There's some things in your life that, that doesn't need to be there? Maybe you need to get that out of the way and, and let that we take sin too lightly today. We take God's grace for granted Come on. If there's anything, whether it's sin or whatever it is, get that out of the way. If, if you need a, a healing in your life today, and, and, and you can't see God even because of that or whatever it might be, and let's not get it twisted for a moment. Many people say, "Oh, well, we haven't had your healing yet. You must have some sin in your life." That can be the case, but that's not always the case, and that's probably not the best thing to encourage somebody that's struggling through wanting breakthrough you in their life. What is? Is it pulling you back? Are you seeing your problem more than you're seeing? Your what if David would have looked at Goliath and said, "Oh, uh-uh, he's too big"? No, no, no. Like I'm not a warrior. I play guitar. You know, like I'm not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What if David said that? But he never did. Everybody else was scared. David said, well, "Oh, no! Let's go. Take my chains off. Let's go!" Like. What if David would have said, No, I'm not fighting this guy. He's way bigger than I am. Look at it. His sword was like ridiculously heavy because of how big this guy was. What if David would have ran scared? No, he stood up for God in that moment. He said, Oh, y'all gonna be scared? Who's gonna stand up against this uncircumcised Philistine who's mocking our God? He said, I'll do it. I'll do it. Maybe we need to see David's in our society today to stand up. Maybe you see your problem too much. You need to see God more. Whatever it is, whatever it is that's keeping you from seeing Jesus more, you shift your perspective today. The story of a man that he slid off the side of a cliff, and as he slid off, he's kind of reaching, and grabbing for anything, and he clings on to this branch, he's holding on for dear life. Hundreds of, of feet from this ravine down at the bottom. Just trying hard not to look down. <laughs> we took our kids to the festival on Thursday night. They've been begging us to go on the Ferris wheel. Now, if you know me, I, I do not do these rides. I, and I know it's the Ferris wheel, so don't judge me. But it gets up there pretty high, right? And and, and 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 they've not been able to go on it because of their height. And I'm going to be honest. We ball on a budget. We're not trying to buy tickets for us because we're not there to ride rides. We're there to eat food.
1: <laughs> so with the parents, you got to buy
0: tickets to ride the rides with your kids if they're too small. And I'm like, no, we're not doing it. So so they're going on all the rides. They got a little chart of their height, you know. So they're going around all the all the rides. And we're like, don't touch anything because you know this term for COVID and all this stuff. Right? Stop touching stuff, you know. But, but they're checking their height. And, I'm telling. them. Amy's calling up. Anthony, she's just a little bit shorter than he is, and, and we couldn't let one ride without the other. And the people at the ride, were cooler I got. You know, it's a slow night. First night's always slow. That's why we take our kids that night. But, uh, alright, you guys can ride. She oh, thanks. Great. I'm like, oh, too short. Gotta go. Goes, yeah. no. You guys can ride. I looked at Amy and I said, listen, you got your way this time, but I do not like it.
1: Enough, here we go, up and around,
0: and my eyes are closed. I, I'm looking down, I'm looking down out there. I can see it on my peripheral. They got like a taco stand outside of the room. I'm I'm keeping focused. I don't even know why I told you that story. Man on the cliff, that's why. Man on the cliff, he's, he's grabbing on this branch. and he's trying not to look down He's in the, he's in the, that's the once to his death at any moment and cries out, Oh, someone, please help me. Is it anybody that can help me? And then he's crying out, and hears a voice from the sky coming out and saying, Would you like my help? Do you believe I can help you? And he's like, Oh, yes, 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 I believe. Please, please help me. The voice cries out again: Do you believe I can help you? And he's like, Yes. voice cries out again, do you believe I have the power to help you and rescue you? And, and the man says, yes, yes I believe you have the power, please please help me. Do you believe that I love you enough to help you? So oh, yes, I know you love me. I know you love me, please. Please will you help me. And the voice cries out again, well, I see that you believe. I see you believe that I can help you. I see you believe that I have the power. I see you believe that I love you. Now I want you to let go of the man he hesitated for a moment, he paused, and he says, well, is there, is
1: there anybody else up there that can help me?
0: There's <laughs> some times that God just simply wants you to let go. Like to let go of the way you think it should be, to the the let go of the way you think it should look, to, to let go of some things that are holding you back from fully trusting him in your life today. There's, God is saying that same thing. While that's just a silly made up story, it is the absolute truth. God is calling us to let go, to fully trust in him. That his ways are best. That his way is good. That he is good. We can trust in who he is so we can let go. Maybe that gave you some freedom right now. Maybe there was a shift in your heart even right there. And you just said, you know I. I don't have to be in control. I don't don't have to hold on. I can can let go. Maybe maybe the miracle in the moment is the fact that you learn to just let go. Maybe it's not the actual miracle on the other side. Maybe it's just in that moment you learn to trust God. We've got to learn to let go of anything that would hold us back from seeing Jesus. Maybe the real miracle is the faith that we develop in a moment of desperation. Maybe in the middle of it all we learn to. Be more desperate for Him. Maybe in your desperation it might cause a deeper intimacy with God. Because sometimes we get so focused on the outcome. We want the breakthrough. We want the blessing. We want want this. We want the gift. We want want the miracle. Sometimes we get so focused on that and less focused on God who would actually give us those things. And you can miss the Messiah because of the mirror. Worship team, you guys can come up. For our too often, we're more focused on the gift more than we are the giver. We can become more focused on the blessing instead of the blessing. There's some that want the anointing, but, but they can get so caught up with the anointing that they can worship the anointing more than they do the one who is anointing them. So, what do we do? I want that healing. We cry out just like the man on the cliff. Will you help me? I want the pain to stop. I want the relationship restored. I, I want the gift. I want the blessing. I want the anointing. And if we're not careful, we can worship those things more than we do God, the one who gives us those things. What you need is Jesus. At the end of the day, what you need is Jesus. You remember in the scriptures, um, Bartimaeus, he cries out and he says, Rabbi, I want to see. Some version will say rabbi, some will say rabbi, it's the same thing. He recognizes him as rabbi, as master. Only time this was used to refer to Jesus was when Mary, um, when Mary saw Jesus after the resurrection at the tomb. She recognized, oh, this is Jesus, and she says, Rabbi, Rabbi. She recognized him as master. Right here in this moment, Barnabas is recognizing Jesus as master. See, he knew. Who he was talking to. You! I don't think it was just physical sight that was at stake here for our lives. He acknowledges Jesus as Messiah when he called the Son of David. Now he calls him Rabbi, which means Master. He has accepted Jesus as Messiah and now Master. And that's what you do to receive salvation. See, I don't think he was just given his physical sight. He was given spiritual sight. He was not just physically healed. He was made whole. Here in this moment. Too many just want the miracle and they miss the Messiah altogether. Jesus wants to make you whole. After the healing, he doesn't go back to his life. He doesn't go back to begging. He doesn't go back to his old way. The end of the story in the King James, it says he receives his sight and he follows Jesus on the way. Christians back then, and the way was, was was this movement of this early church of following Jesus. And since he began to follow Jesus all the way. In the Greek, the word for road is hodon. H-O-D-O-N. The word for the way is hodon. H-O-D-O. There's a shift that's happening there. You see that? It means the same thing, but two different words. Hodon the road, Hodo the way. He went from meeting now he's on the way and Jesus oh no there was something that shifted there was something that would change because that's what Jesus does he changes everything he changes our life and he doesn't just give us what we want he gives us everything that we need because everything we need is found in him